This is your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers. And now keeping himself with Martinez 5. He is going to be in touchdown. Adrian Martinez off the right edge. Runs in from 15 yards out. Tie the game. This is the KLIN Husker Hour. Giving you an inside look at everything going on at Husker Nation. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Three sets one over the Florida Gators. Now shoots the three. Got it. Isaiah Roby nails it from three-point land. And a good time was had by all. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to another edition of the KLIN Husker Hour. It's now been two and a half weeks since the Huskers had a game another, in any sport. Another week in the the great isolation. We're going to call it that. I'm going to call it that. You can call it whatever you want. And guess, this but. should have been today. The Elite Eight. Should have been the this, this first day of the Elite Eight, which yeah. is why I'm wearing my March Sadness shirt. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 It's uh. It's tough here in in the the sports the sports community where no sports are happening and you still have stuff kind of going on. I mean, NFL free agency mm-hmm. is happening. You have quarterbacks relocating like they, you know, like they all got XFL players signing with the NFL because they're super old and don't know what they're doing <laughs> anymore, which, you know, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, etc. Yeah, the XFL quarterback from uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks is uh Signed with the Chiefs, Jordan Tamu, our our team, the, the Battle Hawks from St. Louis, uh, now has a, a, a player, uh, you know, presumably competing to be Patrick Mahomes' backup. Uh, they re-signed Chad Henney as well, um, and uh, so yeah, you got you have that going on. Nebraska football did get a commit last week as well. Uh, Christopher Paul Jr. Uh, committed last Friday. He was uh, he's a three-star inside linebacker from Georgia. His nickname is Pooh. I like I it. I don't know if that's a playoff of because his name is Christopher. Is it like a Christopher Robin deal? I would guess. Did he just really like Winnie the Pooh when he was growing up, or what? But anyway, he's in Pooh Paul, inside linebacker prospect. I'm good with that. Yeah. That's a good name. Um, there's there's a lot of and, and and I mean obviously there's been a lot of changing things all the time. Um, but just just from a sports perspective. Uh, just this last week, the Big Ten announced that they're extending out their delay. Just yesterday, to yeah. The spring calendar, uh, still not calling everything off, all the activities anyway. Yeah, in in, in the way this works, they've already canceled competitions. Yes, that's not going to change. The postseason. What, yeah. what this really affects is if you can organize as a team and do practices, mm-hmm. um, get in and get in the weight room, get with the strength and conditioning coach, um, sit down as a team and just watch tape. Those are things you can't do as a team right now. Yeah. Um, well, you weren't going to be able to do it until April 6th, um, and now you can't do it till what was it, May 1st? Yeah, it was, it was April 4th, First, and now you can't do it yeah. till May 1st, yeah. through May 1st. So, yeah, that's one of those things that competitions are done. Each one of these is just extending out the suspension on what you cannot do for practices. High school sports in our area as well, just because we're hitting on some of these extensions of the suspensions. Um, High school sports can't do anything until May 1st either, and that really affects the spring season. Look, schools aren't in session anyway, so it's already going to be hard enough to organize practices and everything around all of the rules, make a lot of exceptions. But the five spring sports for Nebraska, for high school sports, all have their championships in May, beginning with Class A uh, soccer districts on May 2nd. Things get really, really tight once you get to there. So yeah. I would love to be optimistic about the high school spring season, especially because, to wrap it all into the Husker Hour, we get to see some of those future Huskers compete. Specifically, I was looking forward to, as as a track guy, seeing Kaylin Meyer out of Superior throw the discus a mile and a half like she has all four years of high school, and throw the shot put out there, and she's obviously going to be coming and competing in volleyball at Nebraska. But we see a lot of those athletes in the spring, the ones that don't early enroll, dominate what they do, and then we get to see them come to Nebraska in the fall. We're, we're not, it doesn't look like we're going to see that. Yeah, and, and maybe the worst of all, Caleb, the city of Lincoln has called off summer softball. Yeah, season. yeah, I saw that yesterday. That is the, uh, that is the blow to end all blows. Yeah. 
It's tough. Uh, I'm I'm getting emails from the Y on on drills to do for my six year old for the the soccer and, and football seasons that aren't happening. Uh, you know, skills we can work on at home. You get the ladder drill and uh, some dribbling things. Uh, last I saw, they're still hoping to start seasons late April. I would imagine that I'll get a communication eventually that are pushing those back again because isn't the city's now. Uh, got the the ten person rule until what May sixth? Yeah, it, it's it's for the next I believe six. Yeah, um, so it goes into May, um, and that's and now it's an order in Lincoln yes. Lancaster County after they had the community um, spread yeah, case. It, yeah, it's no longer the recommendation. It's an order, um, so that closes down. Uh, cannot have in in uh, in house dining. Um, yeah. It has to be carry out take out. Uh, that eliminates. You can't go to hairdressers, salons, uh, massages because of the the space, the natural space um, that goes with that job. So we've actually got something at KLIN.com to tell you about all of these businesses that are still open. Um, if they are a restaurant, what they've done to adapt to the carryout, takeout, it's just KLIN.com slash help LNK. While you're there, you can also donate to the Lincoln COVID-19 Response Fund. We've got a link right there for you. And then there's NebraskaLocal.com. We talked with Leba earlier in the week on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. There's a link right there for you to click purchase gift cards. Or if you're a business that is selling gift cards right now, even though you're not really open, this is a way that we can still help the local businesses. And then we can go patronize them down the road when everything's clear and we can all go back. Um, So you can click right there. If you're a business, you can sign up to sell your gift cards. Even if you don't have a website of your own, you can run it right through there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and my my sister actually is a small business owner. She owns a salon in Omaha. Um, and yeah, this she's just not able to do any of it right now. Mm-hmm. So that that is that is a very good way to to try to keep those businesses afloat and keep them going in this time. One of the things that I wanted to do today was just it, it's not it's not everybody's situation, right? Because some people are just you have you have both both mom and dad of of uh, you know a family with kids that are out of a job. Uh, uh, I'm I'm fortunate that I still have my job. I'm in the telecommunications industry. Um, that's my day job. This is I'm a I'm a special correspondent here for KLIN <laughs> on the side. Um, and and my wife is you know she was just working part time. Um, it's it it wouldn't kill us financially for her to stay home, so she's home. So we're okay. Uh, but so but that's many not aren't. the case for everybody. Um, yeah. But but one of the things that, that a lot of folks with kids have um, is the ability to to spend more time with them than they would otherwise not been able to and. I, one of the things that that I can tell you from our isolation, Caleb, is uh, my six year old now is way better at catching a football than he was two weeks ago because <laughs> uh, we've played a lot of catch. Um, he had one yesterday where it was basically like an up and out, you know, Julio Jones, uh, you know, Odell Beckham type mm-hmm. catch where he had to go fingertips and he got it and he was very proud and there I was very go. proud. And, um, but and it's not just the skills that are being developed there; it's the bonding that sometimes you miss a little bit out on. Yeah. All, all three of the big kids are, are scootering around a lot, going around the block. Well, not our three-year-old's not going around the block. The other two are. Um, I've played Nostradamus for a few old March Madness games. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet this guy makes this shot, and they win. <laughs> it was like the Kansas-Memphis game that was on last weekend. That oh, was, yeah. It was a pretty fun Chalmers. one. Chalmers. Um, and and the, the way you tie this whole situation to sports, I mean, I understand that it's frustrating to not be able to go out if you're you know, still in, you know, the college age or late or mid to late twenties, you, you want to go clubbing, you want to see your friends. Um, if you've got a social group, if you're older, whatever the reason is that you usually go out and socialize. Look, if you are listening to this show, you're probably a fan of sports and I don't know any other way to say this, but the sooner you want things to go back to normal, the more you need to adhere <laughs> to this stay home, stay safe, uh, order in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. but recommendation in, in so many other places nationwide. You can't put a timeline to this. Uh, you have to listen to the recommendations of the experts. And it's it's kind of like practice. Like the harder you go on the front end in practice, the easier the game is, mm-hmm. the more rewarding the result of the game. And I just, there's so much just waffle in between. There's, there's not just a... a, a you know, everybody pulling in the same direction yet. And I just fear that we're going to go longer in this whole shutdown or we're going to get out of it too soon and then come have to come back later because everything comes roaring back. It's going to delay the sporting calendar so far out. Like Kirk Herbstreit just came out yesterday and said he didn't think there was going to be a college football season, a yeah. college football 
season. That starts in August. We'll get more into that, um, but really quickly before we get to the break, we talked with UNMC Chancellor Dr. Jeffrey Gold on Road to Recovery. Yeah. Um, it's our show that we've added now running from 5 to 6 in the evenings. Um, Which is really cool, by the way. You guys thing, are doing a great job. I really that. appreciate that. We've, it it kind of depends a lot on what's coming out of the White House, but yeah. we, we've managed to, as our program director, uh, Bob likes to say, call a lot of audibles on when to jump in, when to send it back. Yeah. Um, and when the White House briefing goes two hours, we're able to jump in for a little bit and then send it back. Yeah. Uh, but when we talked with uh, Dr. Gold, he was telling us that this is not a, this is not a two-week thing. Mm-hmm. Even with all of the social distancing, this is something that's going to take a few months. And then there is, until you have a vaccine until, and until you have herd immunity, herd immunity, which, by the way, is 50 to 75% of the population. So in Nebraska, that's a million people have to have either had it or had the vaccine. And that's where you get to the label of herd immunity. Um, And so until you get to that point, we're going to have stretches where things will get better. We'll lighten up on the restrictions. It'll kind of come back in a wave. We'll tighten things up. And it'll do that until we get to the point where we have a vaccine or enough people have had it or both. And we get to that herd immunity. So this isn't something that we're looking at saying, hey, guys, when we do get to May 1st, it's it's it, the the floodwaters are open. We're ready to go. This is something that's uh, I think everyone's starting to realize could go through the summer, could go into the fall, yeah. um, and we'll talk about what that uh, maybe what a football schedule might look like uh, <laughs> if things do get delayed or if it's by regions. Yeah, because conferences can do their own thing. Yeah, well, and, and you also see Major League Baseball is kind of bandied about different ways that they can perhaps have a truncated season. Maybe you do the World Series on Christmas Day. Yeah, seven inning double headers. I like uh, it though. That would be interesting. Um, I I saw one thing, uh, just kind of like percentages wise, the Royals have the fifth highest increase in playoff odds if you go to a a shortened schedule based on one of the projections. Okay, which I'm okay with that. Doesn't bother me. They find a way. Yeah, find a way. They were not projected to make the playoffs in a 162 game normal season, but hey, uh, if that changes things for my team, you know that's that's better than not. I guess (laughs) silver linings, as we like to call that. Not a whole lot of them lately. All right, we got a lot to get to today. Stay with us. Uh, A special guest coming up later on in the show as well. New associate head coach for Husker volleyball, Tyler Hildebrand, who's been out in California getting ready for the Olympics, and those we know got pushed back. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk with him. How is he uh, coping with the loss of the Olympics, uh, the postponement of the Olympics at least, uh, and what it's, what it's like to be back as a part of Nebraska's staff. Um, he will uh, join us later on in the program. Uh, plenty of other things to get to. Uh, stick with us. We are making sports out of a sportsless world. This is the KLIN Husker Hour. Husker football, basketball, baseball, and beyond. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1400 KLIN. Cole Stukenholtz and Caleb Henry here with you on the KLIN Husker Hour. Just took a giant bite out of a Swiss cake roll. There you go. Is that to uh, celebrate your your soon to be fatherhood? That, well, that, that that's one of them. I'm just going to get yeah. used to eating terrible snack food. All <laughs> that's how it works, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But yeah, earlier in the week, um, <laughs> announced on LNK Today with Jack and friends, I will be a dad this October. Now, when you look at the football schedule. Yeah, the way the due date works out, mm. it could either be. It looks like it's going to be just after the bye week, where then the next two weeks we're on the road. Okay, which you know what that means for you and me. Yep, we're not at Memorial Stadium on those Saturdays. Correct. So I'm trying to make this as convenient for me <laughs> as possible. Um, and I've been told by friends and her and my family, um, that's not what this is about, <laughs> especially during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully by October. That's yeah, one of those things. You, but you, we don't know. Yeah. So that's the part about football season is, especially because um, when we break it down, the NCAA doesn't like. Yes, they're the governing body, but they don't really control football as much as they do every other sport. Yeah, it's weird. They 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 have a lot more control over literally everything else except. Football, yeah. because football goes into their their bowl season where the NCAA has nothing to do with it, yep. um, and the conferences really control everything else that's going on. So, let's say things are, let's say football season was supposed to start today. Well, you could look at it, and let's take away the restrictions that teams have. 
but everything is is kind of the same word. California, New York, and Washington, Miami, Florida, those places have got a lot are a lot more of hotbeds than what Nebraska is. Yeah. You could finagle a schedule just not play in front of fans type of thing right now. Mm-hmm. You would just not play teams from California, Washington, New York. Realistically, the Big Ten could have kind of a schedule, a shortened season even. Mm-hmm. And I know there are, um, I know the Big 12 at least, they're telling their schools to look at what would a shortened season, what would a 10-game schedule look like for you guys? What would an 8-game schedule look like? How would you guys balance things financially if you lost one, two, three home games? Mm-hmm. So the the schools and administrators are already thinking about this because they should, mm-hmm. um, just to be prepared. Um, it's better to have a plan and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah. All of that is to say, as we look at what the spring season has done, we're looking at what the summer season is likely to be, Husker football and volleyball not guaranteed this fall. No. No, not at all. And Which... that and that's the part that to me is for, for us what we get to do. At least psychologically, that's a little bit scary because of that's one of those things that you just get in a rhythm. The year has a rhythm. Yeah, you get into the fall. I got up this morning. I took my dog for a walk, and just because of of doing track and growing up, um, and then doing track in college and going and fishing with my dad, I walked outside today and I went. This smells like I'm either supposed to be at the lake with my dad right now, or. I'm supposed to be getting ready to go to a track meet mm-hmm. where I look out and I go, it's a little bit wet. There's a little drizzle, but geez, it feels good outside. I could walk around in a t-shirt. I could get a good sweat going for a run. That's what this weather's supposed to feel like. That's the rhythm you're supposed to build up to. Then you get into the summer and you go, okay, yeah, it's a hundred percent humidity at seven thirty in the morning. Just stepped outside and got a good sweat. going. Yeah, exactly. You get into that and it, you get the lights going and, you you get the, used to the smell of peat because everyone's got mosquitoes everywhere, and you go play in some small town, and their ball field is for some reason built right off a river, mm. so you can't see anything anyway. And they put left field immediately with the sun coming in, so you can't see as a batter. And then you get into the fall, and it's things start to chill down a little bit for the temperature, and you go, okay, I hear the squeak of shoes. It's volleyball. I'm. You smell the grass. It's football season. There's the rhythm for the year, and we're going to get knocked out of that rhythm. Um, and very much psychologically, that's what scares me about what's going on is that rhythm we're used to through the year we're not going to have. Yeah, I mean, it's it's already thrown you off enough just considering what you're missing now. I mean, it's like you said earlier in the show, it's Elite Eight day, day today. Yeah. This is when you should be getting ready to, to whittle Deems down to the final four. How many wings should I have had over the last two weeks that mm, I'm not having? So, so many. The blue cheese. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. The, the, the way that you, you can look ahead to football season every year, where in, in this state, obviously, I mean, football season is year-round, the way you can count on having, you know, on this show, you have spring ball that we talk about. You have position previews that we talk about after baseball season's over, gets us through the summer. You got fall camp that starts up. You're talking to the coaches and, and the, the veterans about the young guys who are, who are getting ready to, to, to make their impact on the playing field. And, and none of that is given. And you right have the now. Friday Husker tailgate. Yep. The things that change just programming wise yep. yep. for all of us. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do the the Friday. I, I don't know how you'd rebrand that show without uh, without football season. We'll just let Brandon Stye talk for three hours. Just a three hour story time every week. <laughs> oh, I, we could pull that off. I think uh, I think he could handle that. It, it's just how how you adjust to losing that rhythm. I think will um, that will tell the tale because if 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 we don't figure it out on on the front end now. If we can't get a handle on this thing, if we don't have enough testing to know where it is, and like you were talking about herd immunity, if we have enough transmission through an area to where you can feel safe to go back out or, um, you know, people who have had it, you can go back to work. Um, If you haven't had it or if you're at risk, you have to stay home still. Like you can start to do things slowly, but it's it's just such a slow, painful process. And there's no we don't have enough information yet to know and and so you start to go down the road and and like we were talking about earlier um you, you may not have 
some or all of a fall sports calendar. Um, I'm not an NBA guy, so losing the NBA didn't hurt me. Uh, losing the March Madness, I mean that that's that's tough. The NBA season is is still. I, I I pick and choose the games that I'm tuned in for. Yeah. When Zion had his debut, I was definitely tuned in for that. Yeah. And then kind of the every now and then when he was playing games, it was the playoffs that were the ones that sure I, I turned it in. And it's kind of it's Stanley Cup game seven and even yeah. the second round. Like, I, so, I don't watch hockey yeah. during the year, but when the Stanley Cup playoffs are on, I'm going to watch that because I you know how much it matters every single second. Um, and it's summer, and what the heck else are you going to do? Right? Yeah, there's there's also that part because yeah. I mean it's what it, by the time it's like May thirtieth, uh, June fifteenth, the Royals are eliminated anyway. So most th- times that that's where we are. <laughs> uh, but I thought Jay Billis said it best on Sports Nightly this week um, when he said, "Of course he misses basketball, and we we all miss the sports that we're wanting to. Yeah. But there are a lot bigger things right now going on. Um, specifically, talking March Madness." people's livelihoods that were tied to being arena staff, what yeah. they do for March Madness. So there, there's, a, there's a lot bigger things um, going on right now, and I know we talk about that. For people in our area, there's still the KLIN.com help LNK um, link. There's a lot of information on, there on how to donate to the Lincoln COVID-19 response fund, um, how to purchase gift cards or sell gift cards from your business um, so we can patronize those in the business and then or in the future. And then there's also listings of businesses, who's got curbside pickup, open for takeout, um, maybe some amended hours there as well. So uh, everything here at Broadcast House KLIN, um, trying to continue helping out our, our community as we go forward through uh, through this. Which is which is awesome. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot that that this station uh, has done, and and it's very cool to see how everybody's been able to come together to to keep things as normal as possible for for folks who are just completely up in the air as to what's next. Big kudos to uh, William Padmore, Mark Vale, Kellen Haviken in the in the newsroom, all mm-hmm. the work those guys are doing, and then yeah. Jack Mitchell, everything he's doing, morning show, road to recovery in the evening, and then such a great follow on on social media beating the crap out of his kid in Madden. <laughs> Asking if anybody wants to argue with him before he goes to bed. Oh, of Just, course. It's very on brand for him. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, Nebraska Volleyball Associate Head Coach Tyler Hildebrand uh, will join us here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Current and former Huskers and those who cover the Big Red. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. Back here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, it's obviously not the sports calendar we were all looking forward to here in late March. Uh, this would normally be a time for NCAA tournament. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Caleb and I are here uh, talking you through it. It's okay. We're going to get through this. Um, it's, it is uh, one of the things that I've been doing, uh, maybe not not the entire time, obviously. I've, I've got a day job, but... There is a, a a simulation out there of the NCAA tournament. Have you seen this? It's Wait, called Quarantourney. No, I didn't see that, but I did see the simulation that ESPN ran. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've done theirs too, yeah. Where I believe it was Kansas lost in the second round. Ooh. Um, Creighton lost in the Sweet 16. Hey, and they I, made it. Good and, for them. And the championship... Was Wisconsin over BYU? I think they were both like six or seven seeds. Interesting. They were a four seed in this uh, this other one that I was. That, that's one of those simulations where you. Deal. That's one of those simulations where you had it on the old NCAA basketball <laughs> games. You yeah. you sim the round and you go. I don't like that. You quit and re- like yeah. reload and you're like, you know what? That was dumb. Let's go back. Yeah. That ESPN should have done that. But, yeah. but what's this one? So this okay. So this is I think it's a mod of the NBA 2K20. Uh, where they have a majority of the college teams. Mm-hmm. The, they didn't have like a. Uh, Belmont, who advanced further than the, than you would think, um, they have uh, um, other t- like Butler even wasn't even a, a part of the the mod, I guess that somebody put together. But so yeah, because if if you do it with with NBA two K, you can, you have you can do what thirty four teams, thirty six teams. I'm not that, sure. That's the most. That's the most you can have. Yeah. Or you might be able to have a couple more. I can't remember if you can add four or six expansion teams if you do certain things with it. Yeah. So you can add a few more teams than what there are NBA, but obviously 
that's not 64, that's not 68, you yeah. can't do a full field. So you pretty much have to decide who will get to the first Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so the the uh, upsets in this tournament, um, as we, uh, we effort Tyler Hildebrand here, you have uh, Florida State was a two seed. They lost in the first round to 15 seed UC Irvine, uh, the Anteaters. You have Belmont, number 14 seed. Uh, they knocked out number three seed Kentucky. And then in the second round, they beat six seed Iowa, knocked the Hawkeyes out, which is just too bad. Um, which I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it that I think Luke Garza, Luca Garza should have been the player of the year. Yeah, he very well over, over the kid from Dayton. Obi Toppin. But. And even Garza's though, even, in a different simulations Elite Eight. Yeah, with e- Iowa, by e- the way. even though we had 16 and 18 against Nebraska, it was still, I believe that's. That's holding all the voters right there saying lost to Nebraska. Yep, yep, lost to Nebraska. Sorry, that's disqualifying, um, at least to the <laughs> at least this year. <laughs> 2020 Nebraska basketball team. Uh, you had uh, Utah State knocked out Villanova, a two seed, uh, in the second round. This was funny to me. Uh, all six Pac-12 teams that qualified in this simulation uh, were out in the first round. On brand. Yeah. On brand. Yeah, their highest seed seeded team was uh, Oregon. They were a four uh, they were knocked out by New Mexico State right off the bat. Um, you have uh, Gonzaga and San Diego State are in the Elite Eight facing off against each other. Uh, Baylor and Michigan State. Uh, Ohio State knocked Kansas out. Ohio State was a five seed. Uh, they beat Kansas in a Sweet 16 matchup. Um, Dayton and Duke is a, an Elite Eight matchup. Uh, and the other Elite Eight team, believe it or not, Creighton. They beat uh, number 14 seed Belmont in the Sweet 16. There you go, Creighton. Yeah, they made it. See, it's, it, it had finally happened for them. Uh, I'm very proud of, uh, of how far they went in this uh, video game simulation of a tournament uh, because, hey, that's what they have at this point. Um, they were on track for a two seed, maybe a, maybe a three with a Zegarowski injury. You never know how that would have been handled by the, the committee. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're resorted to here in the in the in the pandemic. Well, and and as we look at all of that, what we're hearing is the the eligibility. Um, oh gosh, I, relief. Yes, the, 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 that's the that's the word that's being used. Eligibility relief for spring sports, and then there's starting to be murmurs about the winter sports mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, Boy, would that throw a lot of things off if you you bring back some of those winter sports where you watch them play the entire season already. Yeah. Um, but for spring sport athletes, and there's a lot to go through out of that. I know Mojo Haggy said in an interview earlier this week that he'll be back for his, as Husker fans like to say, his ninth season. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Coach Will Bolt uh, talked on Sports Nightly and, and said how his gut instinct is give everyone a year. Every every yeah. spring sport athlete, give them a year. And then he said sometimes, though, that gut instinct is not what the smart thing to do long-term for everything and everybody is. Um, he said sometimes it's just life, um, which, I mean, I completely get that. But you, when you look at all the ramifications of giving that season of relief – what does that do to incoming freshmen who were expecting to come in and replace an outgoing senior? Mm-hmm. Um, what does that do for uh, the junior who is who's who's or junior or sophomore who's been say a quarter or a, a catcher, and they they go okay that guy's they've been buying their time that guy's graduating I'm next in line I'm taking over um, or you're a, you're a reliever who's wanted to take over as a closer um, track. You 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 are the you're the fifth person you're the sixth person but you know there's three seniors on that relay you're next up for that dominant relay um, like there there's a lot of ways to go about this that you got to really start nailing down the specifics on yeah. scholarship limits um, the money for everything where it goes how you're going to accommodate the roster sizes. I'm not the one in charge of that, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and if you give everybody a year, you live with the ramifications of this deal for This is now five a five, six-year deal. Yeah, it, it goes on for a lot longer. Um, I mean, if, you, if you're just getting, giving relief to the seniors, I mean, it does throw a wrench in that next season. And, and also, it's interesting because you have the scholarships issue. Like, the, the number for baseball is still 11.8, which mm-hmm. is just goofy. Do you multiply that 
uh, by 0.25 and given give another you know a, essentially another year of scholarships uh, in that next season when you have some or do you just waive the scholarship limitations altogether that year and it's a free for all for every team across the country. Um, if you do that, are, are the good teams going to be hoarding players? Like, how do you, yeah, how do you prevent stuff like that? Like, there's a lot that goes into this, and there's going to be a lot of loopholes um, that are not going to be thought up. And the NCAA is certainly not quick enough to react to those. So, I, I my initial thoughts when all of this happened was, um, and I still feel this way: if you're going to give anyone an extra year, you have to give everyone an extra year. Yeah. Um. Just a second. I'm trying to look through our uh, our stuff here as we're trying to get a hold of uh, Coach Hildebrand. Yeah. Um, if you give one one year a, a, an extra season of eligibility, you have to do it for everyone. Now, when you do that, you have to extend those roster sizes. You have to extend the scholarship limits. Mm-hmm. You can't do it for just one year yeah. because you will have chaos in that second year. So my initial thought was you do it for two years because then you do have two years to say, Hey, who, back down. yeah, who might be uh, someone that we can say we wanted you here? Situation obviously some changed. We want to help you find a new home for this. We want to help you find the best place for you to go. Yeah, um, or you can stay, and this is what the situation is going to be. Two years is way easier to work this in than one year. Yeah. Well, if you do this over two years, you've got the incoming freshman class. Then you have the next incoming freshman class. You look at red shirts. You look at possible medical red shirts. This is now a six, seven year thing, and the fallout from all of this is felt in twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty eight. So that that's that's one of the things that it's oh they they've got a doozy on their hands to figure this one out. Yeah, it, it definitely pushes pushes things out a ways. That uh, that is. Um, that's the interesting part about it. So when when you when you get it all, um, when you put it all like that, it's the, there's a lot to work out, and and we we all are are very critical of the NCAA, and and mostly for good reason. But um, man, they've got a a tough one on their hands. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's uh, let's jump into uh, another break as uh, we'll try to connect up with. Nebraska Volleyball Associate Head Coach Tyler Hildebrand. Yeah, it sounds like we're just having some phone issues. I got an email, so okay. we're, we're going to try try things, and we'll, we should be able to get them here. Very good. Yeah, we will be back just a bit with that and uh, plenty more still to come here on a Saturday morning. We're trying to keep it as normal as possible for all of you loyal listeners uh, right here uh, on the KLIN Husker Hour. Stick with us. Your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers is right here. You're listening to the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. Back here on the KLIN Husker Hour, Cole Stukenholtz with KLIN Sports Director Caleb Henry. We're both on Twitter at Stukenholtz, at iCalebHenry, that's Caleb with a K, and you can follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at KLIN Huskers, and... uh, Right now, uh, we're pleased to be joined by Nebraska Volleyball Associate Head Coach Tyler Hildebrand uh, joining the program. Uh, Coach, thanks very much for the time. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. And I know you're out on the West Coast, so we appreciate you getting up with us. Um, want to just kind of recap, I guess, how did it come about for you to return to Nebraska Volleyball after a couple years away, having been a part of that 2017 championship season? Yeah, um, well, you know, as, as, as I hope most people there know, it was, it was a really hard decision for us to leave. We we kind of had a magical year, and, um, you know, I thought we had a great relationship with all the girls in the program, and, and we really, really had a, a big spot in our heart for Nebraska. And actually, our son was born there, so, you know, we've been telling him for a couple of years, don't forget he's a, he's a Husker. And, uh, the, cool, the cool thing is he won't have to now because <laughs> – He'll know, but um, uh, but you know, uh, I was uh, you know really talking to coach. You know, we ended up I think creating a pretty good relationship, and we just would talk. You know, every day, every other day, text, call. Just we would just be talking about sometimes Nebraska, sometimes other stuff, and we really stayed in touch. And when the seasons came around, you know, I, I was a consultant. It came out you know once each year, and um, you know when Kayla left. Obviously, me and Kayla are pretty close too. We were talking a lot about um, stuff like that, and so 
when 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 you she was probably going to be taken off at the end of the season, then um, yeah, coach and I just kind of had a conversation, and things uh, kind of steamrolled from there. You're back in California, and obviously we know that the situations are different all all over the country. But the the situation that's the same for everybody is that we found out this week the Olympics being. Uh, pushed back no later than summer of 2021 for Tokyo, and that's what you've been working so hard on. That uh, you were set to to come to Lincoln after that. Take me through the last couple of weeks when really everything kind of uh, hit the fan with the NBA, and then leagues started canceling, and now we we built up to this week with with the Olympics. Everything that uh, you've been going through, and then the the athletes you've been coaching um, up to the point of saying, "Hey, it's it's not happening this year." Yeah. Um... Well, it'll be hard to do that, uh, you know, concisely, but I'll do my best. It, you know, the NBA canceling their season was really kind of, I don't know, maybe everyone has kind of a moment where they realize, wow, this, this actually is, you know, either more serious than we thought or at least people are reacting that way. And that was the moment for us over here, which was, I believe, two and a half weeks ago. And um, once that happened, we knew the Olympics were in jeopardy. Um, and so we were kind of taking some measures as if, hey, let's, you know, we're trying, you know, with USA and, and I think everyone in my camp, but outside of USA, there's people I, I'm associated with. We're, we're trying to take this as if, like, hey, let's take this week by week. Uh, don't take any extreme measures until other than safety. Um, but, but no big decision. Let's just see how this plays out. And, um, but, you know, that's not, so everyone is handling it, and uh, yeah, so we, we were preparing as if tournaments would happen this summer, the Olympic qualification tournament, and then we were preparing as if the Olympics were going to happen, and I was on a call with 12 other Olympic game team sports coaches, and um, and we got the news that it was probably going to be canceled while we were all on a Zoom call, you know, kind of face-to-face, virtually, and yeah, so and we've been, you're not scrambling, but, you know, it's just there's a lot to kind of deal with when uh, the Olympics have moved and you don't know when they've moved to. We're talking with uh, Nebraska associate head coach Tyler Hildebrand, who's been working towards these 2020 Tokyo Olympics. So move to no later than 2021. Um, what what does that do for, for your situation as you were set to come back to Lincoln um, right after those were originally supposed to be finishing up this fall? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, you know, me and Coach, obviously, we've been talking every day. Uh, that doesn't usually change, but uh, but we've been talking every day about it. Just um, you know, I'm tra- we're trying to buy a house there right now. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, our house. It's, uh, there's a lot going on, and uh, but you know, I mean, w- the one thing that you know, I told Coach right away. This is even before they announced the official announcement of the Olympics canceling is. My contract starts August 10th, and you know I'm coming August 10th. Uh, he was like, "Well, are you gonna be thinking about anything else?" I said, "You know, absolutely not. We'll we'll be there, you know, August 10th at a minimum. I, you know, I don't anything else at this point um, is total kind of speculation. Obviously, right now the spring, sorry, the fall sports that have their spring training are are just kind of halted. Uh, they're they're on hold, on a freeze, and schools on a freeze." Um, obviously nobody knows what's going to happen in a month, uh, potentially less than that, potentially more than that. Uh, but, you know, if things were to be creative and, and there could be a training um, time or something like that, we would revisit that. But all, all that all that speculation, um, you know, right now we can't train here. They, they actually physically cut the nets down. So we can't. And, and, and as of this morning, actually, about an hour and 45 minutes ago, uh, nobody's allowed to go to a beach for any reason. So it was wow. you can congregate on the beach, but uh, if you're on the beach, you're going to get ticketed by the police. So um, that's as of an hour and 45 minutes ago here. So you know, we can't train here. It, nobody really knows. But what I do know is you know, I have a contract on August 10th, and me and my wife are really, and my family are really excited to get there, and we're going to be there uh, on August 10th. So 
So, Coach, we'll step away from the court, and obviously away from the beach so no one gets ticketed, uh, but what what has life been like? Is changed, things have changed over these last couple of weeks, and obviously the uh, the recommendations and then the orders have, have ramped up across the country, but uh, specifically there in California. Hmm. Um, yeah, we, you know, obviously life has changed drastically in terms of day-to-day. Um, you know, big-picture life stuff, we're trying to take it all in, and uh, you know, we we have a positive mindset that the market will recover and, and hopefully whatever quarantine is going on is going to, you know, we're not, I'm not an epidemiologist or a doctor, but um, hopefully the people that are are um, taking this and making good decisions. Um, so big picture stuff, we're trying to keep a level head as far as, you know, here and now, day to day, I mean, we're shut down. You know, we, we we can't even go into our office. So um, it's it's a full. You just walk your dog, go to the park with your kid, and <laughs> stay away six feet away from people. And uh, you know, luckily, we just had our brother-in-law and sister-in-law, my my wife's brother, move in with us. They're a little younger, and uh, they had just moved out to California. They didn't move in because of quarantine, but it was it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because. Uh, you know, they'd be kind of by themselves. And um, so it's kind of help- and helpful for us. We have kind of a little bit of a, uh, we're breaking the rules of how many people you're allowed to have, but, you know, we're all together. So <laughs> um, whatever one of us gets, one of the other will get. But uh, we're kind of joking. But, you know, so, so we just kind of, we're calling it like a vacation. But, you know, this has not been a vacation for me. I've been on the phone all day, every day, all, this whole week. So uh, trying to, you know, work on the Olympics getting canceled and whatnot. But, um, so, you know, we're just trying to keep it easy, stay safe. And, uh, luckily, you know, grocery stores and stuff are still open, you know, nothing else is open. So you can't get a haircut. Can't, you can't do any of your normal everyday stuff, but you can, you can go get food. So, you know, that's, it's not so bad. I mean, spending time with family getting to do some other stuff, learning, trying to read books and uh, get ahead. And we're getting workouts in, in our gym every day. So we're trying to stay on top of that. Definitely uh, a time for adapting. Uh, talking with Nebraska Volleyball Associate Head Coach Tyler Hildebrand. Uh, Coach, I want to get one in on Nebraska Volleyball here. Both you and Coach Cook are originally West Coast guys. Uh, I'd imagine there's some easy relatability there, but what other attributes do you and Coach Cook either share or or maybe don't have but complement each other with that make you two uh, a good pairing? Um, well, you know, I, I think, I think Coach Grind really, really hard. I mean, he's, I've been around a lot of great coaches. Uh, he's as good as any coach I've ever been around uh, and learned from or worked with. And, uh, you know, one of the things I always thought was, you know, one of the one of the best things that, you know, I felt working at Nebraska was, or one of the best things about working there was that, you know, no matter how hard I was working, I knew coach was working harder. And I think that's one of the things that stands out, one of the many um, you know, I, I would like to think that I try to grind as well. I don't think I grind as well as he does, but something I'd like to continue to learn from him. Uh, he thinks about Nebraska 24-7, and it's always, you know, number one. Uh, and so that was something that I felt re- that, that I could relate to. I don't, again, I don't know if I can do it the way he does it, but something I can relate to. And I also think that he has um, something that really drawn to his style is he has a an old school toughness um, uh, mindset, but he's also adapted to the new age and um, adapted to not just the new players, but kind of maybe some new science of how to motivate. But but it's still in there that old school kind of um, very very um, black and white toughness that is is really valuable, I think, especially in today's world and. Um, but but he has this mix and he's adapted and you know I, I was kind of coming about when you could you know the coaches I idolized had that kind of fair Bryant you know old school you know toughness and uh, but 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 I've had to adjust because I was coming about coaching right when <laughs> things were changing I think and, and and motivations were changing and really the world is changing and you have to just kind of adapt to, to to your new athlete and what's the best way to get to them and. Um, so anyway, I think that's a couple of things where we align. 
Coach, a couple weeks ago, before everything really started snowballing, the university announced a partnership with Open Doors um, to to help uh, all of the student athletes across campus, including volleyball, um, with the name, image, and likeness kind of social media. Um, now we've we've heard about how that can that can help recruiting going forward. There's obviously legislation things that need to happen there, but uh, is is there anything that that you would ask the the Open Doors folks when you get here to help with social media? Um, honestly, if I'm, if I'm being transparent, I'm not super familiar with that. Uh, could you could you uh, enlighten me on that? Yeah, so op- it's it's a it's a pair of uh, former Husker football players from about a decade ago started a, a it's a local kind of social media company that helps. Uh, helps into, athletes, build, helps their athletes brands. build their brands. Yeah, they've worked with uh, NFL, uh, NFL, a number of uh, professional athletes across leagues, and now it's the first in, of its kind where it's uh, program-wide for a university. All 650 Husker athletes are going to have this available to them to aid them in okay. building individual brands specifically across social media. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know if you're aware, but I, I don't have any Twitter or oh, I looked. Instagram at, at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably, probably exactly why I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Um, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. I think that, you know, one of the things about social media is great is that it's a way to connect and it's a way to, you know, it really is a way to build your brand. My wife is um, a a really talented um, budding designer and she is, you know, building her business uh, through, I guess, a similar idea is what Open Door is trying to help um, athletes do. Um, So she, she has, you know, just get a lot of clients that way, and it's a, it's a, it's a great business tool. So, you know, I, I'm in support of a lot of that, how it relates to NCAA athletes. You know, I, I haven't even really thought of it. Like I said, I just kind of kind of heard that that was something that Open Doors is doing for Huskers right now. So um, I, I'm not sure the impact that would have, but I know that um, there's, so, there's a lot of good that social media can have. I'm, I'm always a little leery of some of the negatives, um, <laughs> uh, which is why I don't have any. But, um, but yeah, you know, I would like to think that'd be a good thing. You'll have to uh, get with Lexi's son when you get here uh, back to Lincoln. She's got, I think, more Instagram followers than any Nebraska football player. Yeah, yeah so. she's got the most for anyone on campus. <laughs> she she knows yeah. where it's at, so you can get with her and figure that out. Yeah, one of these days when I think about all of them, like if you if you had a compound effect of all of the hours I've saved by never opening Instagram <laughs> in my life, I'd like to think it helps me be a better coach but and a better husband, but... Anyway, I think you're on to something there, Coach. Well, hey, we really yeah. appreciate the time this morning. Um, good luck kind of getting everything straight with what, where you guys go from here in terms of the Olympics. And, and uh, we, uh, we look forward to – well, first of all, we look forward to having a volleyball season this fall. Yeah. Hopefully we're all out of this at that point. And uh, look forward definitely to seeing you get back here to Lincoln as well. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Yeah, that one last thing for me is that, you know, appreciative of the time. And, you know, we're really excited. My wife, you know, we're sitting here kind of just – locked up in our house and she's like can we just get to lincoln already so we're, <laughs> we're, we're really excited to be there and, and honestly really appreciative of nebraska uh administration and coach and volleyball allowing us to even be here to go through the olympics now that's up in the air we're yeah. we're, we're just excited to get there so very cool all right thanks a lot coach thanks, we appreciate coach. it all right thanks all right that's nebraska volleyball associate head coach tyler hildebrand joining us here on the program uh it's a, it's a good conversation. I really enjoy talking with him there. Yeah, and a lot of folks think he's the head coach in waiting behind Coach Cook because of the associate head coach title. It's the first time in Coach Cook's tenure that he's had an associate head coach. And Coach Cook made sure to say that he doesn't make that decision. Sure. Wink. I'm Jay. I'm just I, saying no, what, I know he what he said. said. I'm just saying what he I'm, said. I'm calling his bluff on that. <laughs> All right, back to wrap up the show next. This is the KLI and Husky. Giving you an inside look at everything Huskers. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1400 KLIN. Very fun conversation uh, that Caleb and I just had with uh, Nebraska Volleyball Associate Head Coach Tyler Hildebrand. If you missed any of that, uh, if you want to hear it again, uh, you can always find out um, what you missed uh, on our Facebook page and Twitter page at KLIN Huskers. You can hit the podcast there or at KLIN.com. Um, wrapping up things, uh, we, we didn't get to 
uh, some of the the stuff that's gone on with Nebraska ball, more comings and goings. Yeah, so uh, actually both men's and women's basketball. So yeah, women too. That's yeah. Right. On, on the men's side, um, Gervais Green's going to be a grad transfer, um, and. Uh, uh, Wow, why did I Deshaun Burke Jr. Deshaun Burke is going to be a grad for, transfer. For a second yeah. I was like Hanif Cheatham was already a senior, Caleb. You can't like he's not a grad transfer. He'd already graduated. Yeah. And he already used all his eligibility. So Gervais Green and Deshaun Burke Jr. And then on the women's side, um Kayla Mershon, who started I believe fourteen games as a freshman and one game as a sophomore, um, she's transferring back to her home state of Minnesota, gonna be a gopher. Yeah. And then this one surprised me. Um Ashton Verbeek, who started Every, all, every game she played in this last year, she didn't play in one game. I believe she was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so she started 29 games as a sophomore, played extremely well, uh, took over a number of games in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. She's going back to her hometown of Sioux Center, Iowa, which has an NAIA school there in Dort. And so she's going she's gonna to go play in Dort. That's in the, the G-Pack. Yeah. That's, with, that's, a, that's quite a step down. Especially when you were a that's got a, what every Con- game Big Ten starter Concordia Doan it's it's, it's that yes. conference and in Northwestern College where K Lions Jack Mitchell yeah. with the rivals of uh, of Dort he noted uh, on social he media. said as, as he said groin kick era continues yeah, never ends right <laughs> uh, but yeah that that's a step where um, started every game she played in this past year at a Power Five conference took over a number of games yeah um, but gonna go back to her hometown. Um, it's a faith-based school. She mentioned in her statement that that was one of the reasons she went back there. So best of luck to all of the yep. the, the moving pieces that that we're seeing here. Yeah, and and also uh, on the the football side, not not that much to report in terms of Nebraska football, but former Huskers. Uh, or let me do my uh, my big voice guy in Memorial Stadium. Let's hear it for our former Huskers in the NFL. Pro Big Red. Yeah. So uh, you have Dominican Sue resigned with the Bucks. Um, he's out with Tom Brady officially. Levante David's still there as well, yep. doing his thing at linebacker. Uh, Amir Abdullah uh, just re-signed with the Vikings. Uh, he was there last year as well, uh, originally drafted by the Lions, so he stays in the NFC North. Uh, Andy Janovich traded from the Broncos to the Browns. Now I can actually cheer for the guy. Yeah, right? He's not in Denver anymore, so good for him. Um, and the Broncos uh, are going to get uh, a big, a big-time heavy hitter out of the backfield for their run game, so... Maybe the Browns can actually uh, get to the playoffs this year if there's a season. Yeah. We'll see. So uh, congrats to those guys. Um, a lot more uh, moving parts in the NFL. Um, I might have missed a couple Huskers in there, but um, those are just a few. Uh, thanks again to Tyler Hildebrand for joining us. Uh, thanks to you for listening. Even though it's weird, we're going to try to keep it normal here. Uh, we will return. We'll be back next Saturday for another edition of the KLI and Husker Hour. For Caleb Henry, I'm Cole Stukenholtz. As always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.